welcome to season two of Anime Attaché. We are a part of the Fandamentals Network, and this is an introduction show to all things anime. We are diving into Cowboy Bebop, and for those who are, you know, just somehow unfamiliar, Cowboy Bebop is a Japanese science fiction neo-noir anime television series um, that has 26 episodes. We are on episode 14, so we're making some waves. And, uh, yeah, we're, almost, we're more than halfway there. Yes, we're, I am not yeah. emotionally ready for more than this, um, but Ugh. I am your host, B. Zelda. <laughs> Apparently, I know a lot of things about anime, but I've never finished Cowboy Bebop, so I am very excited. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm joined by my best attending student, Steven. The only time that has ever been that has ever been true of me. I love for that. Best attendance. <laughs> you deserve this title at least once in your life. Yeah, uh, I'm Steven. He him. I just had. A th- are are we past the point that you've watched? I saw this episode because okay. I remember this one very distinctly, and I think this might have been the last one I've seen because hmm. this was the most fresh in my memory for a Cowboy Bebop yeah. episode. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, I I'm kind of excited to see. Well, what I don't know if we should do this now or after the recap, but sort of if you can if you can kind of put a finger on like why this has been the point that you've sort of not been able to get past. Okay, I I completely know what happened, and (laughs) if we weren't doing this show, I don't know if I would finish it again because while I really do want to know the story behind Spike and Julia and Vicious. I also don't know how much I care. (laughs) You know, they've stretched it so thin. Mm -hmm. They've given me so little information that, like, is Julia even alive? Is this important? I have to assume she is. But, like, I haven't been given enough to want more. If I knew that I was just getting some really lovely one-shot episodes with the cast solving mysteries like this one, I would be inclined to continue. But, like... I don't care. Like, I have no stakes in the Julia story anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that totally makes sense because I've, I've been sort of thinking about this um, in, in sort of a similar fashion of like, if, if we were not watching this for a show that we're recording and stuff like that, would I keep going? And I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know that I would either. Right? There's a lot that I love, but. Yeah. I'm really hoping that by the end of this, that, like the tune kind of changes and you get maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's one of those you really do need the full picture because because like like when Chris was on they love this show yes. like it's so deeply meaningful and and I I've seen that reflected a lot in like like social media and 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 different different posts and stuff I've read about the show a live action Netflix series was made because people love the series yeah and so. So anyways, I, I was just kind of curious as, as to if you had an answer for that. Yeah, no, that's where I'm at. Yeah, and I feel like I'm very similar. Like like if I if I think back to like when I used to have to watch things as they came out on TV, um, I wouldn't have put this, I wouldn't have made note of when this show was getting aired every week. Mm-hmm. It would have been like, on the back burner. Yeah, like, oh, an episode came on. Sure, maybe I'll watch it and see what happens. But if I miss a couple, oh, well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, so grappling with that. And it came. And right before we get into the recap, this does just kind of bring me to I've only watched three episodes of the live action. But mm-hmm. it in those three episodes, they did more for the main personalized story of Julia Vicious and Spike than the anime mm. has done. 
So I, I'm almost like, if I want to learn about that, I'll watch the live action. If I just want really cool, badass anime fight scenes, I'll watch the anime. Yeah. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm very excited to, to go back and watch, watch the live action um, once we're done with this. But yeah, it's, 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 just, it's been such a unique experience from a show watching standpoint that it's like, <laughs> I, I, I don't even eat. Well, so even when Chris was on, it's like, this isn't a show you watch for enjoyment. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> why do you say it like that? I mean, we're not suffering while we're watching it. We're just confused. Yeah. Well, and, and because it's not about it's, it, it's got sort of the game of Thrones vibes a little yeah. bit to me. Um, but it's just so interesting having those vibes in an animated show. I think. Anyways. The mystery. There's so much gosh darn mystery. And yep. that brings us to this episode, which in my opinion was like a mystery episode in a way, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Um, titled yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I was trying to watch through the eyes of like, how are they referencing the Queen song in this episode? <laughs> Did they? I, I don't well, think I mean, so. I didn't, I didn't put anything together, but Bohemian Rhapsody is a song by Queen that I've <laughs> Everyone on Earth loves. Everyone on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was watching and I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Okay. Well, well listeners, if you fine. know of any references that were made in that, let me know. I'm going to look up yeah. for the fun facts of this episode while Stephen does the recap. Yeah. So the recap, this is a pretty, I feel like this is one of the most straightforward episodes we've had, which was kind of nice um, after mm-hmm. all the disjointed stuff that we've seen so far. Um, but Spike, Faye, and Jet are basically capturing thugs. Um, there's 20, 20 of them that are involved in these like gate heists, but you only get the bounty reward if you catch the mastermind behind these gate heists. And all of these dudes are just dudes. And um, so they kind of come back together after it shows a couple flash flash scenes of, of them capturing these random, random baddies. And uh, they're like, we can't we can't figure this out. Uh, there's a funny conversation where Faye like brings up like we should we should work together and Jet and Spike are like this was your idea like to not work together. <laughs> um, of course, which was funny. Uh, the only real clues that they have put together is there's the they all found a chess piece, and then there's a couple little pieces that, that kind of fit together to move the story forward. As they go and start kind of researching or or like digging into. Uh, the corporation that runs these, the, it's like the warp gates or the the space travel gates, mm-hmm. the star stargates. There um, you go, you got there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so the corporation that is running runs them uh, is very is very much trying to keep something hidden from the bounty hunters. Uh, Jet finds out. We um, find out that the real problem is as as ships are going through, there's like some code that is basically stealing everybody's money, which is. Too bad for them. <laughs> um, but uh, Jet plants a like a listening device through a cigarette, which is which was so kinda, cool. Was, yeah, that was super cool. <laughs> um, uh, and they find out that the corporation believes. Don't step on my keyboard, cat. The corporation believes that it's some former programmer who used to work for the company who goes by the name of Chessmaster Hex. Amazing um, is, name. Yeah, incredible. Take notes if you're ever naming characters. <laughs> chess Master Hex, who is apparently this incredible chess player, along with being a programmer. We find out that he had figured out that there was some sort of 
problem with the gates and thought that they shouldn't be launched. And the corporation was like, no, we need to make money like corporations do. Um, and so he's been playing this 50 year long con essentially 50 years <laughs> and, and planning this, uh, Jet, Spike, and Faye figure out where to find him and what they find. And, and some of this is through Ed, uh, who is playing mm-hmm. e-chess with Chess Master Hex. And <laughs> there's, there's a very funny scene where uh, they mention his name and, and Ed's sort of like, oh, yeah, I'm, play- I'm playing with Chess Master Hex right now. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> they we're pestering Ed um, to find out information about this Chess Master. Yeah. And Ed's like, I'm busy. I'm busy. And then finally, like, Ed, we need to know about Chess Master Hex. And then she's like, oh, that's who I'm playing. Like, yeah. duh. Easy. Um, oh, there was a, my favorite part of this. I'm sorry. I have to, I do have to go <coughs> back. Is when Ed is hooking up her uh, chessboard, she gets electrocuted and goes like unconscious for a minute. And Faye, like, yeah, basically gets, does Just the like pokes. poke. Are you dead? <laughs> and then, like, and what? Then, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, none of these, none of these three should be parents. No. Um, <laughs> but they go to where Chessmaster Hex is located. Uh, find out that he's so he's ninety eight ish. Um, and basically the the way it was presented to me, it was sort of they use the word senile. It's not my favorite word. Mm-hmm. Um, but but sort of like dementia, Alzheimer's esque, where he doesn't even really remember what he did. He set these like he's such a he's a chess player, right? So chess is thinking three or four or five moves in advance, and so he set up this sort of con, I guess you could say, um, 50 years ago that it would happen when they, when the corporation had to update its security system or, or something technical, um, that all these people would start exploiting the weaknesses that he knew were there. Mm -hmm. Um, but he doesn't even remember at this point anymore. He just plays chess. 50 years is a long time. It's a really long time. Like I can't remember something that happened this morning. (laughs) <laughs> never mind 50 years ago that's such an unreasonable ask but like you said chess player three steps ahead so that was what he was doing but the human version ended up being 50 years which was just outrageous yeah and um and so like they kind of figure that out there's some random guy who has some serious beef with this old chess guy okay so i <sighs> I, I didn't really understand that he knew he knew jet yeah he's a, a police officer for the space people oh i didn't catch that he was a police officer i, I assumed like, that because he knew jet because jet is an ex yeah that, that whatever makes sense. Mm-hmm. and that man got really, his money stolen when he went through the gates his yeah. life savings was taken you know yeah. which which that sucks oh yeah yeah but, you know, dirty money, so I don't have that much sympathy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, so he follows them and, like, wants to kill the old man, but then figures out that he's just an old man. and He had sympathy for that. Like, just, you know, old doddering man who's just popping off, playing chess. <laughs> like, like, sort of sympathy, but, like, it also broke the dude. Yeah. Like, it really broke. Like, it starts just shooting his gun off, not at anybody, and then ends up, like, I don't know, kind of seemed like high. Yeah, I was um, so confused by the very end. Because, so, like, did you see, did you notice the three old men? 
Uh huh. It's the same ones. Yes. The same ones. And they're the always kind of getting high. They're smoking what I at first assumed was tobacco, but we mm. can assume it's something else. So I just think like yeah. they just smoke weed all the time, like all yeah. the time, and which good very for them. little gravity. So they're all just getting <laughs> high. <laughs> but yeah, and so then it sort of ends with Jet going to the corporation and basically being like, "He's not your problem anymore. We're your problem." Because we know, we know what happened. Um, but only asks that they don't go after the old man. Didn't that kill like, you? Like, that, like, I was so mad. Like, get some money and yeah, protect the old man. Like, like, I understand, like, Jet's, like, trying to play the, the like, good guy card. Mm-hmm. But, like, taking monies from corporations is good guy It card. is a good thing. <laughs> 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 they, have, they have so much money. But, yeah, that's, like, that's the episode. Um, it was very simple, easy. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, I feel like what's interesting about an episode like this is there's not actually a lot of stuff that happened that's really relevant to anything, mm-hmm. except for showing them, like, trying to look at it, an- like, very analytically is like, okay, we learned that Jet likes to try to take the high road when he can. Yep. But other than that, like, there's not really many spike moments or Faye moments. I mean, my favorite Faye moment was she put, like, the back of some metal thing to the guy's neck to tranquilize him? Oh, yeah. At the very, very beginning. Yes. Yeah. And then she, when she's like, oh, that worked well. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, that's one way to capture a criminal. No, it, w- it was very interesting because it was actually, I feel like it was with Ed not being really involved in the plot. It was mostly an Edward-centered episode. Which is interesting. It was just Ed playing chess. And my favorite Ed moment was right at the very end. So <laughs> before I even answer, like, respond to this part, um, the old man dies uh, a week later. Like, yeah. like God, I didn't yeah. take the money. It was just <laughs> like, we're going to give him one peaceful week, and that's beautiful. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. But he died right after winning the game of chess. And we find right out. After being Ed. Yes! Ed has been playing the same game of chess for a week. Oh, Who? Uh, How? I did like, there's one line that the, uh, that the chess master said about Ed that I really liked was, um, like, Ed could have won. Yeah. And then chose not to. And then. And the chess master says something like, um, like, I don't know if you're the worst. I don't know who this is, but I don't know. They're either, they're either brilliant or crazy or yes. something like that. Really like, good at or this both. or terrible. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it, I will say, I really enjoyed the episode, especially after the last two. Yes. It was some good levity to this, like, chaotic, confusing, heavy, dark. Mm-hmm. Emotional, gritty. Emotional <laughs> two episodes to just like, in, in, in sort of a just like, and and really they did just go back to like, we're in space and we're trying to like, we're just trying to get along. We got all of our similar tropes that we've been getting for the entirety of the season, you know? We yeah. got the mention of like, Faye trying to do things on her own. We got Jet doing the good things. We got Spike trying to be the hero. We got Edward playing games on the computer, you know? <laughs> it was all yeah. the classic things for our characters. And that felt really nice, like you said, after that last very turbulent episode. This was yeah. what I like about the show. It doesn't offer a lot, 
but it gives me just enough to like get that warm, fuzzy feeling for these characters. Yeah, well, it's it's almost like the, these episodes are like this like slice of life almost, mm-hmm. sort of, where it's like there was no real danger except for that one dude who just started popping off. Yeah, like, but not at, but not targeting anyone. He was just uh, he was just angry shooting. <laughs> um, which I mean, I guess sometimes if you're a, a space Police. guy, you, you gotta yeah. shoot stuff. I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh but yeah, I I think just sort of that like yeah, these are these are dudes in space. I do I do actually have a hope for this episode though. Oh. So, the last two episodes was the first time it the show had called back to Red Eye. Yeah. Right. And so there so there was that sort of callback. We've started to get a couple different looks at Vicious. Uh, we've learned a little bit about, I think it's the Red Dragon Syndicate or mm-hmm. whatever. And then um, in the fifth episode, there was the like Spikes. I think they were Red Dragon people as well. But it had a more a little bit more corporate vibe. Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping that this, this corporation and this gate issue that's like kind of subtly mentioned yeah. gets tied back in. Huh. No, I, I don't. I'm going to write this down. I don't know. I don't want to quite go to like it's a prediction. Well, it's going in the predictions. <laughs> but but it is definitely like sort of a hope that like as as it progresses these these all these little pieces will start to come more to a like a like a head. I guess. I don't know. I mean it makes a lot of sense, though, because first off, we were kind of given the idea that not a lot of things come back, but we're finding that snippets are. Mm-hmm. There are pieces that are making the return, um, even in this Except episode. I, yeah, I just I love the old <laughs> men coming back. They don't yeah. really have a whole lot to the plot except comedic relief, but... Give me and casual racism. Yeah, yeah, every time. <laughs> every time I see them. <laughs> yep. But I just, I want... As a viewer, I need to be able to latch on to something that I already know within this universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's what I'm kind of hoping that, like, that, that it really is playing along. Because while, like, halfway through, it's like, yeah, we're halfway. Like, this is this is a long season. Like, yes. 26 episodes is, is a lot. Mm-hmm. And, so, like, there's basically, a, this is basically we're starting season two. Yeah, exactly. In, in, in one way of thinking, when you compare it to other, the lengths of other shows. And so that's a lot of time to start bringing in all those other pieces. And I have to think that while I have been given the information, we've been given the information that, like, not all the questions get answered, like, it does all matter. I hope so. So that's, yeah, that's my hope. Especially, like you said, after being told that, like, not a lot of our questions are going to get answered. This is <laughs> yeah. going to be stressful on my, on my psyche. <laughs> yeah. This is the sacrifice we're willing to make for you, listeners. Yes, everyone, we're doing it for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, what uh, what stood out to you in this episode? Um, again, it was just very much like the classic version of our characters as we know them. Not a whole lot of tropes. I mean, we got like the the cigarette being the listening device, um, taking the high road, a lot of that. But there were a lot of things imagery. In this episode that I think completely went over my head, the the bird was the parent's yeah. only purpose to do the ghost feather at the very end to signify his death because closing his eyes wasn't going to be enough. Like, 
that was kind of lost on me, but I enjoyed it. I have a really bad theory. Okay. That that Chessmaster Hex is a foreshadowing of Vicious's future with him and his bird friend. <laughs> I'm here for that, you know? We saw, we've seen so many feathers, and we got that feather drop. Yeah. I hope we see that same exactly. feather drop. I'm writing it down. It's a prediction. No. Parrot. Don't hold it against me. Feather. Death. I don't even know. Same as... One thing that I thought was interesting that just caught my attention was when at that last feather drop, like, the feather glowed. Yeah. I thought that was maybe, like, the signifier of him dying. Yeah. I don't really know, like, because you can't, you can't just show an old man closing his eyes and be like, well, he's dead. Yeah. What? Like, maybe he just went to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I thought that was kind of how they handled it. Um, Yeah. But no, beyond that, like, everything was... This was just, like, a really nice episode, I guess. hmm I don't know. Yeah. The little, it, like... It's... Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, it's just so interesting, because, like, there's... I haven't felt like there's much rewatchability. Yeah. Like, because even in this episode that we both liked, it's like, okay. Yep. <laughs> I don't need any more. I'm good, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, no, I really do feel that way. Um, sorry, sorry, those of you who really do love this show so right? much. We do we, like it. It's just like yeah, it's not. It's just it's confusing. Mm-hmm. It's emotionally confusing. It's intellectually confusing. Genuinely, um, one thing I do enjoy <laughs> that they addressed, which if I ever had to think about this universe, where would all the people go that aren't a part of, like, uh, a community, don't have any culture, don't have, they can't afford to pay taxes, they don't want to be governed. What Mm. the heck would they do? Where would they go? And then we got this little junk asteroid. Yeah. Trash asteroid. Trash asteroid. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And that's where they were living. And, like, I, Mm. B. Zelda, would absolutely be living in a trash droid <laughs> if I was in the time, like, what is this, like, 2071 or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's appealing. And I thought it was really cool mm. to see people, like, living there, not necessarily thriving, but existing, because yeah. there must be so many of those. And I did, I also appreciate, to to piggyback on that a little bit, was they weren't thriving, but they also weren't, like, deteriorating. Yeah, like, it wasn't, like, just... abject, destitute. Suffering. Yeah, it was just like it was just making it. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> and there were that. all and there were all genders there, so yep. we didn't have that problem again. It was nice. <laughs> Still the most confusing part of this entire series, and that is an answer we are never going to get. Yeah. <laughs> I, if anyone knows any secrets about why is it Callisto? No. Yeah. Whatever that planet was where there were no women. I think you're right. Yeah, because it was one of yeah. Jupiter's moons. Yeah. If anyone has any answers to that, <laughs> and it can be like, fine, you're going to find out in a few episodes. We'll we'll accept that. Yeah. Unless you're lying to us, and then we'll find you. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll play an intense game of chess where one yeah. of us will die. Yeah. Or maybe if the creator of this show is listening, <laughs> please, we need answers. <laughs> please help us. Whoever worked at Sunrise during the time, although I guess that was just who aired it. <laughs> Oh, heck. Well, okay, so I'm going to leave everybody with a final fact of this episode. Um, There were no Bohemian Rhapsody references, according to Google, other than the title. And uh, the chess matches portrayed in this episode um, are famous 
matches from history. Um, oh. Apparently, there's somebody named Paul Morphy and Adolf Anderson, which was like a big chess thing. And Paul Morphy and John William Schulten. I don't know a single thing about chess. I can't watch people playing chess. I like chess memes sometimes. <laughs> but that's pretty much the extent of my uh, integration with that community. So if that's a reference you get, you're good. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How many space corgi butts would you like to give this episode? I, I think... I think I'm going to give it four. Okay. Damn. I think it was like... I know, I'm, I'm, and I'm trying to, so I, I'm going to give an asterisk to that. As we're doing space corgi butts, uh, these, these are, these corgi butts, what did we call them in season one? Plus ultra? Plus ultras. Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> um, like, I feel like the corgi butt rating system is slightly different than the plus ultra. So, like, they're on different, they're on different levels. Okay. So I, this is a four compared to the other cowboy bebop stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Does okay. that make sense? And that does. Because because I laughed in it. I thought there were some really fun, quirky moments. Kind of like you said, the the sort of like espionage side of it where Jet has a cigarette that he actually lights and still works as a listening. Yes! That was pretty cool. <laughs> the world building of the uh, the trash droid was was pretty neat. I thought the Hex Master or Chess Master Hex was a fun <laughs> like I don't want to say villain because he's he's not a villain, but like he was a fun nemesis. Yeah. Um, anta- I guess you could call him an a- antagonist because they were looking for him. He's opposite of the protagonist. Exactly. Yeah, he had done something bad. It was just fifty years ago. Yeah. And and I also support people who are trying to take down corporations. So like, yeah. that's a really good rationale. I was gonna give this a three point five, <laughs> mm-hmm. but with that rationale, I think a four. Makes sense. Because yeah. I think everything except for the the, the police guy, mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Everything except yeah. that bozo, who just and, was... <laughs> and I did appreciate that he was very clearly not designed to be liked. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so he did like, his job. Exactly. No, that's fair. So, yeah. It, and it was, I feel like for me at this point with this show is like, not having emotional distress at the end of an episode <laughs> is a win for me. <laughs> the bar is set pretty medium height. That's okay. Was, so I was just, uh, yesterday I was editing part two of the Jupiter Jazz one, and both you and I were just like, what the fuck just happened? What is, I don't know what's going on. I can't understand my feelings. Like, I love like, that. There's like whole clips of me just being like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> confusion yeah (laughs) so anyways we do like this show i promise holy heck yeah so yeah comparatively we're on top of the world right now yeah exactly exactly (laughs) all right well i think then that wraps up this episode we will be coming back at you next time for episode 15 I have been your host and sometimes anime professional, B Zelda. You can find me on Twitter as at B underscore Zelda. I am a podcaster, streamer, community manager for D&D Adventures League. And I think this month I've been rather busy with a lot of charity streams. There is a lot of things that we need to fight for. And I understand that not everybody can do 
everything, you know? If you can do anything, if you can donate, if you can volunteer, if you can send resources, if you can just talk to people and get them to understand what's happening around the world too, that goes a long way. Whether that is trans rights in the U.S., which are very scarce, it is terrifying, or whether and it's that's terrifyingly terrifying. under fire too. Y'all, y'all, I just the U.S. scares me. Really, really does. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we fight for that. We also fight for human rights. We're just human rights, because what's going on mm -hmm. in Ukraine is just appalling. And mm -hmm. everybody deserves to be alive. Uh, so do what you can, no matter how small. Steven, where can folks yep. find and support you? Yeah, I'm Steven. I'm at the underscore bad DM on Twitter. And I want, I want to follow up on that and say, um, those of you... Uh, with with privilege um so like i'm a white presenting male um i'm straight i'm cis i i have a lot of things that are in my corner as far as privilege um if you have any of those things it's it's extra important for you to speak out it's extra important for you to engage in those conversations instead of putting the weight of advocacy on the shoulders of, of people who are, tr who are trying to survive and not to speak over, but to help amplify because you and me, we have uh, a different emotional, emotional capacity to deal with some of the conversations. Like you can talk to your conservative white relatives, um, in a way that, um, people from the LGBTQ community can't <laughs> could never <laughs> in a way, in a way that people of color can't, um, and you can, honestly, I feel like the least that we can do is carry some of that emotional burden and take some of those emotional punches <laughs> um, because these marginalized communities take punches all the time from individuals, from corporations, from governments, from society, from culture. And so take a hit. It, that, that, that is honestly the only way that this stuff will change and stop is when it's not just the people fighting for their own rights. Mm -hmm. So, um, and having privilege, I, I always think of the quote from, uh, from Spider-Man, like with great power comes great responsibility yes! with, with privilege comes responsibility. You can use that. You can, you honestly, it is as simple as saying you can use that for good or evil and stepping to the side and not engaging lines up with oppressors not with not with a breast so um anyways thanks for listening to our soapboxes thanks everyone <laughs> we hope you want to join us for our next episode of anime attache we're going to be talking about my funny valentine so until then oh i'm so excited for whatever that means right stop <laughs> it's hard filling in for Kelsey. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Attaché.